October 1st, 2010. The Elizabethtown Panthers are taking on the Glasgow Scotties in an all-out brawl of high school football. Scoring's back and forth, and I mean, it's just brutal. This is the matchup that everyone's been waiting for all year. These two teams have beaten everyone in their path uh, with no remorse, and now they come to each other. Everyone's talking about it. My dad and I are actually sitting uh, at another high school football game watching a friend of ours, and we're just getting updates through the whole thing. You know, Glasgow scored. Okay, now E-Town scored. Okay, now there's a field goal, and comes to the end of the game, and uh, it starts to become clear that Glasgow is going to come out on top. There's something else that's on everyone's mind that night. Right across this line of scrimmage on the other side from Glasgow, there is an absolute monster of a human. With 13 catches and 315 yards, he has one of the biggest games in the history of high school football in Kentucky. Glasgow may have won the game 48-47, but all eyes are on number 85 that night. Mitchell Henry grew up in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. From a young age, it was clear he was going to be an athlete. His dad would recall years later, he would love football, but really his passion came from baseball, and actually he was better at basketball too. Nonetheless, uh, scouts from all different colleges came to watch him in high school, and eventually he chose that he would go to Western Kentucky University. At Western, uh, his teammates would recall that he, he was just an excellent person. On and off the field, he just, everyone loved him. He was a Christian, and you knew it. <laughs> he, his faith became his own in those times. He also excelled in football. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't like it was just for school. <laughs> Though he wasn't drafted, Mitchell would actually go on to work out with many F NFL teams. Uh, he went onto the rosters of the Green Bay Packers and the Denver Broncos and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he actually he got married to his girlfriend uh, his senior year of college, and they moved uh, all around with different NFL teams along with their dog, Jack. It was this time at the Baltimore Ravens uh, where he started to notice like a little bit of a, a hitch in his shoulder. And so he was released uh, due to uh, these medical problems and he went home. And, but it was turkey hunting season, so it was okay. He wasn't really mad. Well, as he was turkey hunting, which turned into deer hunting, and he was climbing a stand for deer hunting, uh, he noticed even more pain in his shoulder. So he went to get it looked out, or looked at. And it was during this stint uh, that he and his family heard a word that they weren't ready for: leukemia. Sometimes life throws this stuff at us. We're left in the dark because of all of this. Maybe it's that job that doesn't work out. Maybe it's that relationship that falls apart. Maybe it's sickness. And we try and find ways to fill these voids in our life, to fill this darkness, to bring light to it, um, whether that's through other relationships or maybe it's something a little more sinister. See, life throws this stuff at us, and no matter how much we try and fill that, it never works. 
Well, our problem isn't a new one. Actually, in fact, the churches back in the beginnings of the church uh, dealt with the same thing. Uh, there was a church in Colossae uh, that Paul was preaching to, and they were dealing with lots of uh, false teachings, and he, he wanted to answer one simple question for them, uh, which is, how do we find hope when it's hard? In June 30th, uh, 2017, I was heading back from a, a trip. It was a high school church retreat. We were in Panama City Beach, and we were on our way back. And we stopped in Birmingham, Alabama at a gas station uh, to grab gas and snacks and go to the restroom. Uh, I was sitting next to my friend Brandon the whole trip. Uh, we had been talking, and we were just really good friends. And As we came back to the bus, uh, we sat down, and we started back into a conversation we were having before the bus stopped. My dad, who was a, a chaperone at the trip, he stood up in front of the bus and just looked at us. Didn't say a word for a little while until we all settled down. And he told us some words that I'll never forget. My dad said, as you know, uh, Mitchell Henry from our church has been struggling with leukemia for the past couple years. And this morning he passed away. I looked at Brandon and we both knew what the other one was thinking. How could this happen? I mean, Mitchell was a role model for not just us, but everyone around us. I mean, he was who we based our lives after. Over the next weeks and months, we felt this emptiness, we felt this darkness. We tried to fill it with so many things, whether that was, for me, sports or reading or just being a hermit in my room, or whether that was for other people, relationships or friendships or something a little different. Well, if you flip with me to Colossians 1.3, that's where we're going to start today. See, the church back then was having lots of trouble with false teachings and trying to find ways to allow their own opinions into the teachings of God. If that sounds familiar, it's because it's happening today still. And Paul has some words for this. And he starts by saying, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people. The faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. See, this was, this was the thing we were forgetting about Mitchell's passing. God tells us to look for the hope in the gospel. So often we understate this in our, in our faith, in our theology. We think, okay, yeah, the gospel is good and all, but we need to look further into the, into the Bible and see more. But the gospel is what Jesus says is there, what it's there for. Gospel literally means good news. It's a powerful thing that Jesus gave us, that God gives us through this book. So why should we not share that? 
I mean, that's what he's asking us to do through this. So what does that look like for us, though? Maybe, maybe it's that coworker that no one really talks to. Maybe it's that person down the street that you don't really know yet, but you'll get to know him. Maybe it's that mom holding her screaming kid in the line of Target. <laughs> maybe those are the people that need to hear the good news. But it's kind of hard, isn't it? I mean, we, we have a hard time explaining this whole idea. We have a hard time explaining this whole story in a short period of time. So where do we start? Where do we go with this? Well, luckily, Paul doesn't stop there. Knowing he needs, we need help with this, uh, he continues in verse 9. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. So not only do we find hope in the gospel, we find hope in the Spirit. In the knowledge of his will through the Spirit. See, we're filled with this hope through the Spirit. That's what we forget. We're not filled by the things of this world. We're not filled by the things that we try to do. We're filled by the Spirit. But Paul isn't done. He not only says we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge through the Spirit, but he continues in verse 10, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might so that you may have a great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. So we find hope in the gospel. We find hope in the Spirit. We find hope in the Father. And because of that, we pray. So this was another thing we were missing when it came to Mitchell's passing. I mean, so often we go into these times and we think, okay, I'm just going to pray. It's just a side mission for what's actually happening. Or when something bad happens, the first thing you say to someone is, I'll pray for you. But what does that mean? Paul's telling us we need to intentionally pray, especially when we lose hope. See, prayer was such a frequent thing during Mitchell's battle. Um, even even when we were having trouble with it. You know, when nothing made sense before and after, people were praying. And unlike me, people were praying with intention too. Through his cancer treatment, there was an underlying goal um, at MD Anderson, which is where he was uh, getting help. And they had this goal of day 100, day 100, day 100. They kept saying day 100. So day 100 meant uh, there was a, a procedure he had uh, and after 100 days after that procedure, uh, he was allowed to go home. So we kept praying, day 100, day 100. That's when he's going home. So 100 days after that procedure, Mitchell went home. Just not the home we thought. Yeah, it hurt a lot. But we had faith in God. We had faith in knowing God answered our prayers. Hope is 
found through the Holy Spirit during our prayer. One of the most amazing gifts given to us through the relationship with God the Father, the Spirit works within us to provide wisdom and understanding. Uh, To finish this introduction, uh, Paul, Paul finishes in 13 and 14 and says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Something I love about Paul's teachings is he, loved to, he loves to work in threes. Uh, so faith, hope, and love is something that you've heard over and over. Well, in this beginning, he's told us we have faith in the gospel. But what is the gospel? And why do we have faith in it? It's because of the Spirit. It's because of the Father. And it's because of the Son. Specifically, we find hope in the redemption and the forgiveness the Son provides. Jesus, the Son, who we look to in times of trouble. I mean, He paid the ultimate sacrifice. He is the reason we have this gospel. So why don't we share it? For my graduation from high school, uh, Leslie and Terry, uh, their Mitchell's parents, they gave me this book uh, called New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp. It's a really, really good devotional. It was actually Mitchell's favorite. Um, and early on, in January 9th, uh, there was a devotion on the book of Hezekiah, which is something you don't often read. And towards the end of the devotion, uh, Tripp says this paragraph that is just perfect. <laughs> he says, There will be a moment when you will ask, Where is courage to be found to face what I am facing? Hezekiah gives you your answer. Look up and remember your God. As God's child, you're never left to battle on your own. We have hope in the Son. We have hope in the Father. We have hope in the Spirit. We have hope in this Gospel. As we're worshiping this morning, I'm brought back to my days in VBS uh, because... these songs that we're singing on stage, that's when they were coming out, was, was during those times. And I mean, those words are just powerful. I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. God of angel armies is by my side. As we've been looking at this text, we've also been looking at the story of Mitchell Henry. And not just the story of Mitchell, but those around him. And it hurts. It's not a fun story. But that's not it. That's not the end of the story. (laughs) See, today, uh, Leslie and Terry, Mitchell's parents, live on a uh, a farmhouse on 50 acres of land uh, with Mitchell's dog, Jack. And Mitchell's wife, Madison, uh, has a a flower farm. My sister goes and uh, works on the flower farm during the summers and she and I will go over to uh, Leslie and Terry's house and play board games and talk about Mitchell and all that's going on. And there's this cloud of sadness covering everything. But there's a light we have in the gospel. There's a light we have in the faith we have in God. I want to end today with Uh, A couple of verses. Uh, One of them is Mitchell's favorite verse. 
uh, that he would always look to in, in this time battling cancer. And it's one you've also heard before, I'm sure, um, but it's so powerful when it comes to these times. That's 1 Peter 1, 6 through 7. And it says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer great grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that you, so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, Jesus Christ is revealed. You will suffer trials. God never said this was going to be easy. Actually, Jesus said it was going to be hard. But he's with us. And he's here. And we were talking about this fears that we have, these fears of the dark, these fears of clowns and all kinds of other stuff. There's fear in the world. There's no doubt about that. But this faith that we have in the gospel, this faith that we have in our God is what pulls us through. And I want to end with uh, one more verse. Uh, it's John sixteen thirty three. It says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. So this next day, this next week, this next month, as we go about our days seeing all the, the troubles in the world, seeing all the fear that comes upon everyone, let's remember the faith we have in God and the power of prayer, the power of the gospel, the power of the Son and the power of the Spirit within us. Would you pray with me? Dear God, I thank you that we are here today to learn more about your word and learn more about what you have to say for us. And Lord, we know, we know that life is hard. <laughs> we know that this world isn't easy. And we know that you're here with us. God, I, I pray as we go about our weeks, as we go about our days, that we look for you in everything. We recognize where you are. We recognize that you're right behind us no matter what happens. We know it's not going to be easy. We know it's not going to be pretty. But I pray that we know that you're there. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.